1: Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our Season 2018 Primer for Essendon. Geez, had to get that out.
0: 2018. <laughs> 2018. Yeah. That, that 2018. Biggest, biggest effort not to do a redo. Yes, uh, yep, that
2: we've exactly done yet. Do you want to record that one <laughs> yes, again? Yes, fellow humans of year 2018. <laughs> I am also human and enjoy human sports.
1: Well, we're talking about essence, so whatever it takes, you know, just to get through it. God, how, how long are we in? We've already got a whatever it takes, supplements, joke. 20 seconds. Dick. 20 seconds. Yeah. I wouldn't um, say joke, let's say dick. Well,
2: <laughs> well, to be honest, I think anyone tuning in uh, knows that that's going to be mentioned.
1: Once or twice. All right, so first off, we'll look back at uh, 2017 and and how they went. Uh, 12 wins and finishing 7th.
2: Spectacularly, I'd say.
1: I'd say so, too. I mean, this was the the comeback year for them. Making finals was uh, the icing on the cake for them. Yeah,
0: I think the real win was just putting a a stop to all the jokes that were pretty easy, like low-hanging fruit for Essendon.
2: I I don't know about that. I, I think there's a few years worth of legs left.
0: Well, we can see how this. Well, yeah, we can see how this season plays out. There could yeah. be a few that pop up, but as soon um, as Essendon legend Bomber Thompson gets back into town, July of to own his ass.
1: But yeah, I mean, th- they made finals. Uh, it was an emotional year. I think round one against Hawthorne was a highlight for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were at that game, and just uh, I remember before the first bounce, Kevin Sheedy was on the big screen. Yeah, um, and he was he gave the G up for the uh, for the crowd. And he said, get your scarves out and start waving around. And I swear, if there were 100,000 people there, it must have been only 10,000 hawks, is what it felt yeah. like. Once they all stood up. And like, even I was there, I was going, this
2: is great. They've done this perfectly. Because yeah. that's all I needed was sheets. Well,
0: he's like the last person that didn't fuck them.
2: <laughs> well, we've, um, we're still a, a constitutional monarchy for the moment. Surely sheety's up there for a knighthood. Oh, I take it.
0: I think Abbott, yeah, I think we are rid of them. We only got uh, Prince Philip as a knight at the yeah. moment. No, no uh, that's the Australian knighthoods. They, they oh, came okay. back for five minutes yeah. and then yeah. they fucked off again. <laughs> they gave, <laughs> Philip, they gave <laughs> Prince Philip the knighthood and he's like, uh, yeah, okay. dedicated racist. I
2: mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, he could just ask his missus. Well, like, that's true. Sweetheart, can I get a knighthood? She's like, if I have a knife I'm cutting your fucking head off. He's like, all right, <laughs> never yeah. mind. Never mind.
0: And I mean, if Prince Philip's already a god in one little island and uh, yeah. somewhere in the, in the world. This so is that's true. Knighthood just really would not be much after that. I, I don't think he
1: noticed. I think, was it Prince Philip and Peter Cosgrove were the only two that got him? Oh,
0: there you go. I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, though. I don't, this is going to be a long bow to draw. Do you remember the um, cartoon Wizard of Ed? Like, a, it was a yep. newspaper yep. one. Yep. There was a knight in that that had like a, a helmet with yeah. the nose cone that went out about three feet. Yep. That'd be Prince Philip's. Yeah. He's got a fair old schnoz on
0: him. He does. So okay. there's, you know, a turn back time. It's, it's a lot of people look down that nose
1: up. Speaking of big noses, don't know how that connects to Essendon. Yeah. Um <laughs> a what few that, things went up, <laughs> noses. What were the highs uh, for Essendon this year besides round one?
0: Well, they weren't very high. That was kind of the better part of it. No, one was also. The, I think one of the highs was just sort of galvanizing their fans to get behind them and support them. They had yeah. good crowd turnouts, yeah. pretty much for all, of, all all their games, and they actually rewarded their fans for coming out too. Which yeah. I mean, a lot of times when, especially those sort of traditional clubs, the Collingwoods, Carlton's, Richmond's, Essendon's, when they're down the dumps, they they tend to have that following, but they tend to eat their own as well. I mean, Richmond especially, but yeah. Essendon, yeah, they really galvanized, got behind them, and actually repaid them. And not other many other teams who were in that situation did. Well, the big one was winning against uh, Collingwood twice.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's good.
0: So your Anzac
2: yeah. day win—that's worth you know three other wins. Yeah. Uh, in terms of building some sort of feeling of going somewhere. Yeah. But uh, to get him on the return leg as well, uh, you know that's
0: that's a brilliant result, Freston. Yeah. Um,
1: anything to keep Collingwood down.
2: Exactly, it.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean that always makes everyone happy, and that's the way to get everyone behind you again. Is just yeah, to thrash I mean, Collingwood.
1: Uh, and I think the other high was the game against Port Adelaide at yeah, uh, Etihad Stadium. That was as clinical as I've seen mm. um, Essendon since you know the the two thousand days.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they were even wasteful, like nineteen seventeen. Yeah,
1: yeah, they could have done a lot, lot more. Um, but everything they touched, it, the ball bounced the right way for them. It, it was just uh, Port didn't play terribly. Yeah, which is what made it worse. It was, yeah, that it was just on Essendon's terms.
0: There's only a few games we saw this season that were like that. Another one was when St Kilda like played Richmond, and just, yeah. they were perfect in every, every way. And so yeah, it was it was just sort of. Almost heartwarming to see Essen, yeah, the players get get uh, on the field and put in 100% effort. Um, I thought felt, I felt, felt like the biggest win they had was actually at the negotiating table at the end of the season. I thought yeah, they um, were...
1: Their off-season was the best I've seen.
0: Yeah, and uh, they got a little bit of criticism for, I don't know, some shit which people were just jealous of. But I, yeah, I thought that they were just ruthless, good at the negotiating well, table. And they picked up opportunities where other teams sort of... Uh, gave popped. up yep Yeah.
1: Uh, look they've had a hard reputation um, for 10 years for being difficult to trade with and their record shows that you know it's true where there's smoke there's fire yeah um, they had a plan they had a, a sniper rifle when it came to the trade table and they made things happen yeah mm-hmm. um, when others were stalling um, they moved in and just went well this is what's happening yeah um, and, and particularly with the stringer trade um, where, where that came through yeah.
0: yeah scoreboard pressure is what they, they put on
1: precisely uh, their lows then. What have we got? Their lows for their season.
2: Um, I would say indicative of some of their possession was that their their most efficient possession getter was Sean McKernan. Yep. Is that a fact? Yeah,
1: but he, what did he play? Four games.
2: Um, yeah, he played a couple. No, he, <laughs> poor bastard. I, I, I feel, feel bad for him.
1: Nothing wrong with him. No, um, he's he's a six foot two. Trying to play against six foot eight ruckman,
0: a six foot two wedge that they just had to yeah. slot in there just to fill in a spot that they had no one else to, to yeah. fill in. Um, but they weren't terribly efficient, which is um, sort of where we're going there. Yeah, they're uh, wasteful.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, some brilliant players doing brilliant stuff, but then oftentimes they just cock
0: it up at the end. Well, they were the mighty ducks of the AFL. <laughs> a little bit. A bit, little bit yeah. <laughs> My um, Zach Merritt, brilliant. Yeah, good year. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, and it's it's a sort of it's funny that it took. Uh, well he was one that took that opportunity with a whole list clear out yep. mm-hmm. and really stepped up and uh, you're expecting some of the ones they brought in who were a bit older um, to really fill that role but he just did it consistently which usually you can see players that age doing a game here a game there but yeah a whole yep. season
1: well it was also you know with the 12 players was it 12 that had to sit out last yeah, year so. uh, sorry 2016 yeah. um, it's a very unique situation but they made the most of it and they found you know Zach Merritt uh, went up an extra step McDonald, Tip and Woody wouldn't be there if no. it weren't for that. Yeah. Um, and they got another extra year out of uh, James Kelly as well, who mm-hmm. was more than useful. Um, so th- they made the most out of a really shitty situation. And that's when those guys kind of step up.
2: Didn't emerged too, I, I think? He,
1: he went okay. He, he, went, he went good. Um, I'd say about on
2: expectations for him. Well, yeah. I mean, in that year where everyone was out, he yeah, was the one that yeah. sort of emerged then, and he still he hasn't probably moved into elite superstardom. Yeah. But, uh He's knocking on the door. But I,
1: I feel like with Zakirakis, he's an average player that has moments of brilliance.
2: Yeah. And like, if yeah. that's
1: the level you set for him, you're very happy when it comes through.
2: But I mean, he has moments of brilliance without those moments of what the Yeah, Exactly. Because um, yeah. some players do 90% brilliant and then fuck it up at the end and yeah. you just ruined everything. Let's his worst is having. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his worst is pretty good. So you'll take that, you know, reliability with the occasional flair over someone who's up and down all the damn time. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, for their lows, I had the two games against Sydney. So, yeah. the first one up in the SCG, they've done, you know, uh, what, three or four mistakes in the last 90 seconds to lose that game. Yeah, There's no way they should have lost it. I haven't seen a game lost like that since...
2: The last time it happened.
0: No, <laughs> Rich,
1: Richmond versus Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. Remember that time. Yeah. Um, there, there's no reason they should have lost that game. They had so many chances. And then in the finals, well, they were outgunned. They were. Um, they... They'd reached the end of their marathon for the
0: year. And that's what I thought as well. I felt like, I mean, it would have been great to see them put in a good effort and get up, but yeah, they did good for to get there in the first place. It's yep. been a long season for them. I also thought the the loss at the hands of Brisbane at 88 Stadium was one that they would have liked to have picked up. Maybe yeah. it would have put a little bit of, taken a little bit of pressure off them um, towards the end of the season because that was around 15. So And you you've lost to
1: the eventual wooden spooners. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. don't have many wins for the year. Yeah. You're one of
0: them. And, and again, that's that's ones you pencilled in at the start. That yeah. these are definitely pickups, and you had every opportunity to win it and then lost it.
1: Well, I think they pencilled it in right, yeah. at yeah. halftime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this
2: one's over. Kind of phoned it in. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say um, they managed to get split the difference with the Frio, uh, including a win yeah. at the end, which I thought their round twenty three win pretty bloody good. Yeah, Frio packed it in by then. True, but yep. Essendon were still playing for a finals care. berth pretty much, um, and managed to get it. So that would be. You know exactly what they. Maybe be more than they planned at the start of the season. Finals would yeah. have been.
1: Finals would have been. You know what? That's our. That's our ultimate goal. Yeah.
2: yeah. It would have yeah. been above pass mark. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I thought their other low was obviously Joe Watson. Um, mm-hmm. for starters, he got his brown low taken off him back in uh, December. Yeah. Um, but y- you could tell he'd had enough. Yeah. Um, either the body or the mind or a combination of both had left him.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime. Um, sort of pursuing a career as a barista is uh, like <laughs> favourable over being a champion AFL gun he yeah did, you know something's, something's not quite right well I mean he had to fill out the Melbourne hipster role when he's trying to represent um, over there in New York um,
1: I think that the Essendon faithful will remember him for not the last couple of years
0: yeah
2: yeah,
1: and still you know. fondly
2: Yeah. oh yeah uh, at his best brilliant player he was good enough to win a Brownlow medal. Yep. He, he joins Corey McKernan. Just didn't get a hang on to it. Well, he, uh, he got uh, his for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. I
0: think he might still actually have it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he literally I'm, still has I'm a I'm pretty sure he medal. does too.
1: <laughs> or, or his Nana does or something. If
0: I was Koch, I'd be going down there with Jackie King, Dusty. and <laughs> uh, don't know, apparently Tyrone's got, got some connections. Ty. I'd, I'd leave Ty at home.
2: Well, he's got tons of free time now, but still.
0: I
1: don't, I don't think he'll have a role in footy going forward. It just doesn't seem like he'd want to. What's a name?
0: What I mean. yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, he's never been sort of that media personality. He seems like he's just a very relaxed person. Yeah. Neither is his dad, but he's still got a career in it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems, yeah, this just true. This just true. I mean, but that could be part of the problem is that <laughs> his dad's been that person that's been always out there and Joe just wanted to be under the radar, yeah. do what he does yeah. and just go about it, whatever he has, I don't know what his interests are off the field to be honest, besides coffee. coffee. coffee yeah. Actually, that yeah. would be a good one. Imagine if he came out with his own coffee brand, you'd sell a fair bit of it around Essendon at least. Yeah, and I mean, you could also have a little, you know, import export business out of Columbia yeah,
1: there. So, he's, he's sell it out the back, you know. A couple of grams. <laughs> yeah, a couple of grams. A <laughs> yeah. couple of beans, mate. A couple of beans. Pure
0: stuff from Colombia.
1: Hey, just get your blood pumping, <laughs> hey? All right, let's have a look at their uh, list then. Uh, we've already gone through Watson, who's retired. Um, James Kelly retired as well, and uh, that was a great scene actually. Yeah, value getting chaired off by captains of both clubs. Yeah, I mean they got it. way
0: more value out of him than I thought they would. Yeah,
1: he was he was there to fill a guernsey. Yeah, but uh, I think it was game three hundred against uh, Geelong, which was engineered yep. quite well. Yep. So it's not often you get to see both captains chair off the one player. Yep, so he did it right. right. Um, Brent Stanton, who for a major portion of his career was a uh, whipping boy. Um, for him but turned into a very solid performer not
2: undeservedly
0: I think early
1: on yeah it's probably fair enough but he turned it around
0: yeah I mean all the clubs have to have the whipping boy and Stanton just filled that role uh, in lack of other options I think
1: yep yeah I agree with that Um, Heath Hawking Ben Howlett and Craig Bird as well so Bird was another one that I I don't know if he was part of the top ups or if they got him just outside of the top ups but um, I don't think he really played many games for him after coming over from Sydney So they're the outs, but obviously the ins are the big ones. Um, And I reckon uh, Jakey Stringer um, isn't the best in they've got, but it was the best manufactured in.
0: No, were they they talking about playing him across the back line or something like that? That That was floated, but uh, honestly, I think he's better up forward. I think you've got to try and make a midfielder out of him. Um, Just give him that diversity, because he's not always on when he's in the forward line. You've got Danaher there, who's hitting in the form I mean, of his life. Well,
1: uh, the fact is, he can kick it from 60.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. done it many yeah, that's times. That's true. I mean, Stringer does have a very, very good goal sense. I mean, yes, he doesn't he does. need, he only needs one step to find yeah. the, the big sticks. But you still want to have, I think, make him a dual position player. If you yep. need to, put him, um, I think backline might be a little bit of a, uh, not necessarily a weakness, but they might need to have more options for yep. matching up against other teams. I think Stringer could fix that up. Um, yeah. But obviously, you need to get him fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and yeah. Um, he took a reputation hit, obviously, in the off-season as well. So, yep. hopefully you can shield him from all that and just say, mate, forget about it, play yeah. footy. If any club's
2: going to shield teams. him from that dodgy reputation, <laughs> it's going to be Esten. I'll tell you what, that, that worked in his favour, though, because for Luke Beveridge sure. to say, we don't want him, and then to try and play hardball, negotiate, eston has gone. Dumb move. You already said you don't want him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is equivalent of hard rubbish collection right here. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And bang He's on, on the curb. 15-year-old
0: can do wonders for reputation.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, they know they're going to get 100 games out of him for sure, because in about... Eighteen years time, there is going to be kids yeah. out of Bendigo left, right, and centre. You should get two years in
0: jail out of him too.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I,
1: I think she was seventeen,
2: but anyway, this doesn't make a good story though. No, so. uh, and he had a well, it doesn't make a great story if she's seventeen either. No, Very he true. had
1: a pregnant missus at the same time. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I a, do like how she uh, joined in the firebomb too. Like, uh, oftentimes you see some of the the jilted women in this situation sort of lay low and say well I'm just going to take him to court and take all his money she got a fucking flamethrower out and just launched into him Um, fair play to her
1: and usually when there's you know a fight between a footballer and uh, um, their partner's usually the rest of the football community goes, you know, piss off, love. You, you didn't yeah. kick any goals. <laughs> on this one, everyone's gone, looked at the facts and gone, yep, fuck him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're with you, love. <laughs> Having said that, value
2: pickup. Well, they... Yeah, they,
1: exactly. they paid unders for what they, the potential that he's going to get. Of course they did. He's gonna well, the course they, and shot themselves on the foot.
0: and Bulldog's going be such a young list that someone probably went to school with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so next in. <laughs> the next in, which I think is the better pick-up, is Adam Saad. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on slash people today. With Adam Sard and McDonald Tip and Woody running yep. through. Fuck me.
2: Which it's been shown that pace out of the halfback line is everything premiership qualification.
1: Yeah. If they're the way they run, their inefficiency in kicking isn't as big an issue.
0: Well, Mm. that's exactly right. And I mean, the the stem's been set with the mosquito fleet of the Tigers. So if you're going to be able to keep on them, the the tall back line just can't be the number one option now. It's not just just
2: coming out of the back line, it's pressuring the ball, the ball uh, person in possession of the ball coming into their forward line, your back line. Because if you've got guys with that pace, it shuts down the time they've got to make a decision, take a shot, whatever.
1: Yeah, and there's two of them. So if Mm. you've got a speedy forward to play defensive forward, yeah, You you know, who do you put him on? Tippin Woody or Saad? And you've got to change. You got to go. Who's hot?
0: Yep. Mm. Um,
1: And then Tippin Woody goes plays down in the forward pocket.
2: But combine that, Saad will shut you down. But Tippin Woody will tackle your next mate next week.
1: Yeah, he is
2: a monster uh, when he wraps around.
1: Yeah, and he's like I said, he is the Cyril Rioli of Essendon. And it's Mm. funny when I say that to Essendon supporters, like, no, 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 he gets more tackles. Like, no, he doesn't. But it's because you don't follow the player as closely as somebody that (laughs) they play for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's amazing how he's, uh, he's come out of it. And I, like I said, I love watching him play because he is so aggressive yep. without playing the man. Yeah, it's yeah. such a weird way of saying it because he hits somebody. He's like, "Where's the ball? Where's the ball?" And yeah, he's just so hungry
0: for it.
2: It's well, I great. think part of that is the fact that he knows he, he came in on borrowed time, so yeah. he always had to prove himself for the whole season, knowing that he was just on a one-year contract yep. when he was a top-up player. And I think that hunger sort of transitioned over. Like he's,
1: it looks natural too. Yeah, and it looks yeah.
2: like he's the sort of player that believes he could be finished every season, which every player is in that box, but just, they don't realize it. it. So he just loves it. Yeah, it looks like there's yeah. always thirty
0: seconds to go in the game.
1: Yeah, and it, it, had a great contender for goal of the year as well this yeah, year.
2: Yep. Yeah. Honestly, you'd have 22 players with his heart. Oh, every without, doubt, without a doubt.
1: Um, and the last in is Devin Smith, um, who, if he's the third best in they've got, that tells you how good their offseason
0: was. He is amazing. Um, he's a good player. He had some fitness concerns. Was it him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't
1: think he played many games this year yeah. for, for the Giants.
0: But, I mean, it's, it's a clear up for the Giants and it's a pick up that they don't, they're they not going to be relying on. But yeah. if it comes good, it's a, it's a great gamble to have. It's
1: depth. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's uh, one that got over Carlton. Yep, yep, you know, They true. get a GWS uh, trade <laughs> that, they, that Carlton couldn't.
2: Um, so, I've got to see GWS
0: going for a youth policy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. One And Mike Stringer.
1: All right, so let's look at 2018 then. Uh, their double-ups for the year. Uh, Richmond, Port, Hawthorne, Collingwood and Frio. Um, for a t- team that finished mid-table, I'd be very happy with that, those double-ups.
2: Yeah. You, you've put ducked in, Sydney, which has been a bit of a bogey side. You, you've
1: ducked Adelaide and Geelong as well. Yeah. Um, so they're only top... F- side is richmond who are the premiers yeah and to be honest out of those uh, adelaide and geelong richmond are the ones i'd r- still yep. rather play <laughs> exactly <laughs> play Plus more. The,
0: the big money games too uh, yeah. playing those uh, both, in, and, both in melbourne yeah uh, they're the ones that you want
1: um so that that's uh, not not bad for
2: them there. Um, they're not traveling much are
0: they
1: the, the double up with port though is interesting because the the two most active um post seasons
2: yeah yeah um,
1: team, so that'll be a good... I I think they're one... one. okay, we'll go into the... uh, Who's going to have a big year for them? We'll do that one first. Yep. So who's going to have a big year?
2: I'm going to take the easy one and say Heppel. The fact that he had the most contested possessions for them last year speaks great for the lad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And look, it's easy because he had a brilliant season, but uh, I think he might go the extra step.
1: He's... I think... Moving away from the running midfielder into the the distributor that Joe Watson used to be, yeah, um, and because you know they're obviously they're missing that now, but mm, there's yep. so much outside run, um, yeah. with the addition of um, yep. side that he can be that you know go in there and get it, get it and give it, yeah. and watch the others run,
0: yeah, and I think they just need consistency from the players that finish the last finish the season on a high. Yep. You want to see Denner have a, mm. a solid like first half of the season the whole way through. Um, he's in career-best form. Also Fantasia, you want to see him pick up yeah. his consistency. Um, all, like you said, you got Heppel there who's already proven what he's capable of. You've got players coming in that are, are proven, but it's just a matter of where they're going to slot in. Um, I feel like there's not really a whole lot of pressure on those players coming in, except for Stringer. Yeah. Um, so it depends where they're going to play him, but you'd like to see their consistency from players who finished off the season on a high last year.
1: Well, Danaher, i put him down. He's my pick for the Coleman. Yeah. I reckon this is the year he's going to put it all together. He'll get... Um, so many more opportunities at goal um, that I, I don't know if his accuracy is going to improve, but I think he'll just get it through weight of um, opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's mm-hmm. my pick for for the Coleman. Um, who's in trouble then? Who's on the outer?
2: I don't think anyone's quite on the outer,
0: but uh, uh, I think if... You
1: mentioned uh, Stringer. I mean...
0: I think he is. I think he has to prove himself from the yeah, get-go. I, think, I think if they play
2: him out of position, like in the back line, he'll probably get two seasons. Um, if he's playing... He'd probably play full forward and Danaher at centre-half, you'd imagine, because Danaher yeah. being the, the longer kick. Yeah, he, uh, he had
1: runs on the board at West Coast, at Bulldogs, yeah. and that's what kept him around. And yeah. He probably should have got dropped more often than he did in the last two years. Yep. Doesn't have those runs on the board at Essendon.
2: I think it'll also depend on his attitude. If he turns up thinking, I've got something to prove now, well, he'll probably do quite well. He has to. Surely he's taken a hit in the hip pocket too. Surely. I mean,
0: the best thing he can do is to go in there and fit right in by just not agreeing with Brennan Goddard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But if he turns up sounding like he's Bernard Tomic saying you know fuck you guys I'm just counting yeah. my money yeah he ain't going to make it past round four. Um, yeah. The other guy I think the blowtorch will eventually turn on is one of the favourite sons in Orazio Fantasia just because cool. he he had a decent season but a lot of the, his possessions were one twos. Yeah. But very much a handball receive and not the most well, efficient kick. Yeah but he,
1: he's a goal sneak and that's all you want from him. He kicked what 30? 30, 35 goals for the year? Oh about that. Um that's what you're after. I, you need a hungry mongrel like that. Yeah. But what I think is the bad thing about having a Ratio Fantasia is it makes Josh Green uh,
0: an issue. Well, that's what I was going to say is Josh Green. I think he's one that's on the chopping block. Um, he's been around for a while. He's like, he's definitely got the talent there. Yep. It's just where are you going to fit him in? Like, Is he going to show it? Is he going to be consistent?
1: Everything he does, Erasio Fantasia does better.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So you've got to do something else. Well yeah, I look I look double his he,
0: amount of goals too. I love him just trying to be that hard man that smashes packs, um, gets in and under. Yeah. And I don't really know what other role we're gonna slot him into uh for Essendon. Um is Manny D still playing for them? I'm not sure. Day D- D- D-E-A. D- yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I think he's still on the list. He's Richmond rejected, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, he was
1: one of the top up players that uh, went all right.
0: Yeah, um, I think he's probably on the trump block, and because they've got people in that, like you said, are doing going to do jobs yeah. better than him. So
1: he's a depth player. You hoping? Yeah, he's probably hoping to get half a dozen games this year. Exactly. Yeah, and finally, I think their main issue is in the ruck. Yep. which means Lewenberger. Yeah, he's got to be on his last legs,
0: and it's just about the options you have besides him. Because what's he going into his eleventh season or something like that? I think I looked up. It was, was it really that long. It was around that, I, I looked up a few seasons, but I'm pretty sure he was eleven. If he's played
1: eleven, I reckon he's played you know um, four seasons worth of games.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's just a, a fact of it's almost like um, Jonathan Giles from yeah. from Juventus. just slotted in when there was no other, no one else that they could really yeah. put in there.
1: Well, the thing is that Essen is a tall side now. They've got plenty of. Second ruckmans, yeah. like uh, yeah. Hooker can do it. Even yeah. Hurley can do it. Well, Bell yep.
0: Chambers is
2: Bell Chambers um, the option
0: they're going for,
1: and Danaher spent yep. some time in the ruck.
0: I mean, um, maybe you could just put Josh Green against, um, you know, Sean Green, Sean ruckman. ruckman Sean Grigg. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but I think that's the only place they're vulnerable is in the ruck. Yeah, even Bell Chambers is undersized. Yeah, but he moves well.
2: Yeah, he's two oh one, so he's he's not the biggest. No, yeah, there you go.
1: Um, all right, so where have we got them finishing on the ladder then?
2: Uh, I've got them in ninth. Ninth, so you got them dropping. Yeah, slightly. But I don't think that's really um reflection on them as much as a reflection on other teams. I think they'll do a great job and have some great wins. I just think it's going to be a a bit more divisive this season because last season in 2017, there was about 14 sides could have made it going into round 20, I think. Yeah. Uh, right. I think this year it's going to be very much the have and the have-nots. And I think they'll be... In the middle, but uh percentage might hurt them a bit outside of the eight. Um, yeah, but you picked Port finish first, so fuck knows.
1: Brenton?
0: I have them finishing at a very consistent eighth, uh, the eight. same as last season. Um,
1: uh, one down, actually. They finished seventh. Oh,
0: right, did they? Yeah. Uh, may as well be an eighth. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be uh, tight tight for that eighth spot. And they could possibly get seventh. I don't think they're really going to be in... Actually, yeah, now I should change my mind. But no, it's eighth. <laughs> I finished in eighth. Uh, I think I've got them picking playing Gold Coast in the first round, due to uh, in the first round of the finals. Right. So I think that'll be a cracker It'll of a match. Cracker, I think yeah, that's yeah. going to be, yeah. I think they can win that game too. I do too. And that's going from 24 games out from that yep. game happening. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, <laughs> so. that's it. We did these later predictions in November. I yeah. It was. yeah. Um, I've got them going up. I reckon they'll be unlucky not to make the four. Yeah. Um, so I've got them fifth because those three inclusions are great. Yeah. And I don't think they've lost that much. Um, the only thing you can say they lost with Watson is... Leadership and emotion. Yeah, and I think yeah. they made it up. Yeah, um, with, with the youngsters coming through, especially Zach Merritt.
0: And once you start yeah. winning, I mean, you create your own culture again. Exactly. You, you like, you get that emotion from some of those players. So, yeah, you know, I think then it's right just on. a cycle that happens. Well, that being said, the first match is against Adelaide, and Eddie had
2: beautiful. So that is perfect for them
1: That's the perfect time to get Adelaide. Yeah, beautiful. it'll be
2: one that tells us where they are. Yeah. Um, if if Adelaide come out uh, full of fire and fury after getting spanked, then you know maybe Essendon will realise where they've got to be. But if Adelaide have well, been poor starters, as they have been...
1: Yeah, well, you say that. Last year in round one, Adelaide smacked GWS. Yeah. Uh, absolutely smacked them. Yeah. GWS came back and still made the top four.
0: Yeah. Were they so, still doing that stance that they were doing in round one? Or was that like oh, a mid-season one? No, no, that was the just gents, in, no, finals. Yeah, in finals. Yeah, because they only they do the, um, when they, they have the national anthem, anthem. Then. anthem. Do you remember that old game of Test Match Cricket? you Yeah. Have- yeah, uh, you're catches.
1: talking about the one on the tabletop? Tabletop, tabletop one, yeah. It looked yeah. like one of
0: those filters where they stand there yeah, they did the a little thing between their the legs.
1: Some of them were trying a little bit too hard. Yeah. wasn't a smart move.
2: Yeah, they, I think they tried in the mirror a bit too often and the mirror wasn't kind of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it was a pancake parlor.
1: <laughs> All right, there we are for the Essendon Bombers. Uh, we got got... Uh, Two inside the eight and one outside.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm hoping they don't reach that far. To be yeah. honest, as a Richmond but all the best to them. Oh,
1: believe me, if they finish eighteenth, I'll be very happy.
0: Yeah. But I've got them fifth. Yep. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.